Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell. Danny Cannell. Back to throw. First and ten. Leaps his tight end. And Raja Bell. It's all the future of football right before your eyes. Just yell it out, man. He can't guard me. What is going on? Welcome to Off the Bench with Danny Cannell and Raja Bell. It is Wednesday. For us, it is a Friday. Word. We're pumped. It's our last show of the week. Uh, hopefully you guys are ticked off. That means you like the show and you actually like to get We're more of our content. It's the last show of the week. Right, exactly. Because we like delivering stuff for our listeners. Uh, but we will have no podcast on Friday or Monday. So a little bit of break. Maybe we'll put Debo to work and have him do like a best of. Just to have something Let's for just our have listeners. Okay. Yeah, yes, <laughs> just a solo pod for our boy Debo. Uh, but we will be back next week. Uh, Raja is going to a hoops tournament. I'm going on vacation. Everybody's kind of going their separate ways and we'll be fresh when we come back. And there might be some additions to the podcast. Really? Not people wise, but ways that people can experience the uh, podcast. More look, interactive. Out for, look for an announcement on that, uh, coming in the hopefully near future. Uh, but in the meantime, we got a big show for you. We're going to cram a lot of stuff into you, so hopefully we get some extra content. We're going to do our five-star Q&A, even though it's not Friday. We'll do some picks and props. We'll get to a bunch of stuff. But for this week, we got some Rajah rules. Like oh. That's one of my favorite segments. Okay. You're very strong on those. The LeBron and D-Wade rumors, both respectively, different. But I think we're going to hit on those. Uh, our top five, dead or alive. Debo's got something up there and some sneaker talk, as always, because we like our shoe game. And uh, we'll break down some of the new sneakers that are out there. All right. NFL Combine is this week. It's a hot topic. It's what you're going to see on the NFL uh, network in our talk. We're going to talk about it all, a lot about it here on CBS HQ. Um, so let's do a little matters a lot, matters a little, or doesn't matter at all. Yeah. Go. Um, it matters a lot. Now, I mean, if the question is should it matter a lot or does it matter a lot, I, I'd have two different answers. It, it, it the reality is it matters a lot. You know, measurables, especially in a sport like football, seem to really, really matter to these GMs, whether you run a sub 4-4 four, four or your your vert is explosive enough. And, and, like, those things seem to really matter. Size, hand size, and wonderlick tests and all of that. And then, you know, for me as a player, I always thought that players play. Mm-hmm. Like, I might not test off the charts. But some guys are just gamers. They just get out there and they make a difference, despite what the numbers say, despite what their, you know, what their forty-yard dash time is. And I think there are cases of that uh, across the landscape of all sports. But the answer to your question is it matters a lot. And you know, specifically for guys that are kind of bubble guys, if you will, like those numbers can really be the difference between you know being a a, a second day, third day pick and and creeping into like the first round, you know, late mm-hmm. first round. I would say. I'm in the middle because I think it matters a little, but I think it matters a lot to guys that you mentioned. Guys that are off the radar, if they come out there and they go sub 4-3 and they start all of a sudden every scout's like, oh, who's this guy? Right. But the way I try to tell people what it should be is that it should be 70% of your evaluation should be what did you do on the field? Throw in the game tape, watch the film. That should be 70% of your evaluation. The scouts and GMs will tell you that's what it is, but I think they do get influenced by the combine. And more, so then you've got 70% there. I think you should have 20%, not the actual combine, but the interviews that take place at the combine. Getting to know you a little bit. Getting to know you, getting in front of those coaches, getting to answer questions about the game, what kind of schemes you run, what's your football IQ, a lot of those terms you hear thrown around when people are talking about the uh, the combine experience. Right. And then I would say 10% is what you actually do 
on the field at the combine because some guys some guys get nervous some guys sure. might you know they're they're trying to, or even more so guys train specifically for the 40 right so does that what does it translate because i i can't stand the underwear olympics like that's it's kind of that's what it is and guys that impress at the combine i'm always like well why didn't he jump off the film Especially at big schools, right? When you're playing against bigger competition. So when I like it, your point is is spot on. And when I was with with Cleveland, part of my job was to to go out and watch these college players at their respective universities, at their at their you know respective conference tournaments, and and you know I'd watch them on film, and then you know inevitably like we'd bring them in for draft workouts, or I'd go see them like in Chicago, like Kobe Altman and I would go to Chicago with with Trent Redden, and we go watch some of these kids play and you know five on five scenarios, run, do their shuttles, their their forties. I had already had my opinion of the kid from watching him live, from watching him on film. I was just looking for a verification for most, either that or, or something that would make me think other than what I saw, right? Like, so if I had already, you know, checked him off as a possible first round and he jumped off the page at me, the combine, then I verified what I had seen. And if he looked really, really bad, then there was a red flag there. So I wasn't basing whether I thought he was a, a, a draft pick or, or where I slotted him off of what I saw that week. And I think that's to your point. I had watched him, done my homework, seen him play, and made my determination pretty much based on that. And then I was just looking for a verification. And and again, the interviews were huge. Mm-hmm. Like that's what we left there talking about. Like when we went to dinner, and I found that fascinating. And, and when I was there, when we went to dinner after you know one of those days in Chicago, most of the conversation revolved around how good guys were in interviews. Bobby Portis was fantastic yeah. in his interview. You know, you got to know him. You didn't know him at Arkansas. You know, he gave you a little bit of his story, his backstory, and and what fueled his fire. And you just left there really, really impressed with him. There were other guys like that too, but but he kind of jumped. You know, uh, Willie Cauley Stein, yeah. another guy whose story was really, really interesting. You didn't know it, um, and his personality was just like you can't. You're not going to lose with him. Like he's a he's a hungry kid. He's got a good head on his shoulders. Guys that you. Like when you see him, his tats and all of that stuff, people had their questions about him. But when you got to know him, and that was the most important part of that draft process. Um, and I think you just hit that. That's where it really is the biggest job interview of these guys' lives. Like it's the biggest, the most important. That's why I feel when they sit down and when they get to talk to the GM, they they need to present themselves in the best light possible and show some of that personality, especially for quarterbacks. I think it does matter how you present yourself. Right. Are you going to be able to somebody that they can trust as the future of your franchise? Um, then you've got other guys like Sam Darnold who is not throwing at the combine. And for me, that bothers me. Like right. I think this is what you do. You're a quarterback. The most important thing you do in the game is throw the football. Why Why won't you? Well, why wouldn't he? I mean, I, Well, like- so here's, what, here's why I think. And I talked with Brady Quinn about this the other day. We were doing our, our thing here for CBS Sports HQ. So Brady didn't throw. When he came out of college, I did. And I think it's changed a little bit. I think more guys recently have thrown at the combine. But, and Brady said something too, which I do agree with him, is the only thing you have if you're Sam Darnold, the perception of him right now is he's a top 10 pick. Right. The only thing that really could happen to him is he goes down, right? He, he, it's his, his stock is knocked down. Right. Um, but, what, why wouldn't, why would you just not have the confidence yourself? So I want to throw against, I want to see myself next to Josh Allen and Baker Mayfield and all these other guys that are going to throw at the combine. Yeah. The, biz, w- the business has gotten in the way of that. Cause yeah. NBA guys do it too. People. I think yeah. it definitely is his people telling him, Hey, throw in Southern California. You're comfortable there. You're going to have your own receivers. That's a big deal. The quarterbacks, it's really tough to get timing when you're throwing to 15 receivers right. from different schools across the country that you've never thrown to before. And the coaches that are, 
working you in the interview or in the actual workout, they'll be like, all right, throw this on rhythm, throw this on timing. Yeah. And it's a real, it's a tough sell because I was always like, no, I don't want to throw it on timing because I have no timing. So I'm going right. to wait, see the guy come out of his break and then I'm going to throw it. So we complete it because you want to be, you want to, you want to be good. accurate. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. It's, no. it's a tricky one. I, I typically would say as a quarterback, go throw. Like, do it. Like, right. That's your best thing. Now, me, when I was at the Combine, and this is kind of why I get concerned when guys won't throw, all I wanted to do was throw. I didn't want to run because right. I didn't want to throw up a 40 time that looked awful. You don't like want to force seven on like the board. Right. Like, right. No, I would have been, trust me, every been five something. <laughs> and that was what I was nervous about. I didn't want to do the 225 bench press because right. I knew I probably would have only got it up like six times. And then it would have been like, oh, this kid's weak. All I wanted to do was throw because I felt like that was my That's biggest That's what you self. do. Debo, how the heck did you find these numbers? I was, was going to say, I looked up your measurables. I couldn't find the bench press. I couldn't find the 40. <laughs> that's, and there's... That's, that's your explanation for There's why. a reason. I but did you, find your hand size. Yeah. Nine and three eighths. The average in the NFL is now nine six. Well, that's hands. the reason. Yeah. Let's see. You got, let's see your mitts. So, so I did this the other day. Okay. Yeah. So I was doing a show with Chris Carter the other day. Hall yeah. of Fame. Yeah. Wide receiver. He had about the size of hands that you do. Yeah. Just monster hands. I think it does matter. But I think the only way it doesn't matter or it should be a red flag is if it's below a certain size. Like if you're under nine, yeah, that's I think an then issue. it's like, uh-oh. But I think there's like a, a window. If you're like nine to ten, or whatever, like there's a sweet spot where you're just okay. And then if you're a guy like Russell Wilson or some of these other guys have ten plus, then you're like, oh, this guy's got Russell to Wilson's hands are that yes, big? Yes, yes. Like he was one of those anomalies that was like what off would, the charts. What would mine be? What do you think mine is? You're probably not. You're probably close to ten. Because look, I grab. No, but he's short. Like that's no, I know it's yeah. that's pretty incredible that his hands are that big. And I throw a football with my son a lot, and he's he just moved up. You know, he's in a he's in a junior ball now. Yeah. Um. So I was with his quarterbacks coach the other day, and he had some of the big balls laying around, some of the NFL balls. Those balls are pretty damn big. Yeah, they're like, huge. They're, and, and and I've got a big hand, and I put my hand around it, and I don't know if it's because I was accustomed to the little one, but I was like, you do have to have a pretty good mitt. To be able to sling that thing all around the place, running with totally. it like a loaf of bread and stuff like that. So here's one thing that really bothers me, and this is why I think you can't take too much into the hand size. Players now are going to see masseuses that will massage their hands for the month leading. And you can actually stretch and get more flexible because <laughs> the way they do it, it's like pinky to thumb. Right. And if you can separate it wider, yes. you can actually make it longer. Incredible. So, see, I could have been 10-inch hands. could have been. I could, if I would have had a masseuse <laughs> working on my hands, I would have had it going. Um, so, so Sam Darnold not throwing, I think, is going to be a big topic of conversation. Baker Mayfield's interview process. Yeah. Do the, the scouts buy into him as being this leader? And can he put the distractions behind there's another um, guy that's going to interview, and I think it's really critical for him to do well. And he's one of the most polarizing guys in the draft, and it's Lamar Jackson, yep. quarterback from Louisville. I And this is just like real talk, and this is where it concerns me for him, is that he struggles to communicate. Look, he grew up in a rough neighborhood, didn't have the best education, and he doesn't sound like a franchise quarterback. Right. When I watch him on tape, I think he's somebody's going to get a steal with him because I think he can play the position. I think just because he doesn't sound away doesn't mean he can't absorb a system and execute it on the field. At Louisville, he was playing for Bobby Petrino, who puts a lot of pressure on his quarterbacks to be smart. They have to be educated. They have to be able to communicate in the huddle right. and on the field. But unfortunately, and this is one thing where scouts, I think, will knock Lamar Jackson. It's not fair. is because he doesn't sound the yeah. way he should. You know, it's interesting. Um, I think the combine for him is going to be huge. And... Like real talk, 
I think that if he runs a silly 40 time, it's only going to hurt him as a quarterback. You know what I mean? Like, I think that if he goes out there and blazes, what's the fastest quarterback time on record? 4-3-5 or something? His over-under is set at 4-3-5. If he blazes that, it's only going to further the conversation of should he be a wide receiver or or should he be another uh, skill position player? Um, you know, I was thinking on the way in, it had nothing to do with football. Uh, I was, I was listening to something and happened to me over the weekend. Somebody just grammatically wasn't very good. Mm-hmm. Um, and it was clear that they weren't polished and hadn't had the best, you know, educational upbringing. And I, I think you could probably make the case. Is he from Delray? Is he a Delray kid or Pompano or? No, farther or, north. Um, okay. Uh, but yeah, I don't know the But like, look, Florida schools aren't the greatest to begin with. And, right. and, but. It, just because you're not polished and grammatically you're not excellent doesn't mean you're not bright. Mm-hmm. Doesn't mean you're not smart. Exactly. Doesn't mean you can't pick things up on the fly. And to have the amount of success that he's had at the position, especially you just alluded to Bobby Petrino and the type of advanced offensive system he kind of runs there. He throws a lot at you. I think it speaks to his ability to do that. Um, and if you look at his numbers from this year to last year, his Heisman campaign, I mean, they were they were yeah. pretty remarkably close. Better. Um, and he, and he played better. And he, he played better as from a quarterback. Exactly. He played better. So there was growth. Um, so all of that speaks to me about like the trajectory of the kid. If he's coached, if he's mm-hmm. now, you, you know, I've heard the arguments about size and weight, you know, six, three, what is he? Two, he's a little like, slight. He's a little slight and he runs a lot. That doesn't speak um, to longevity at the quarterback position in the NFL. You, he's got to be taught to protect himself. RG3 could not do that. Um, Russell Wilson does do that. Um, I think guys like, you know, Steve Young, when he came into the league, he, he, he ran a lot, but he yep. learned, uh, how to play out of that pocket and he learned how to get down and not take those hits. Yep. Um, so I think it is a very, like, it's an, a very, very important week for him. The testing, um, the measurables, I think hurt him if he goes super athletic because yep. they're going to try to make him into an athlete anyway. I hope so. He's not a wide receiver. I asked him at the uh, the Heisman Trophy. I, I saw him that weekend in New York City. And I asked him the question. I was like, hey, would you ever consider playing wide receiver? And he kind of laughed. He's like, man, I can't catch. Right. <laughs> I was like, he's like, I don't want to be a receiver. So I was like, that's kind of important. He is a quarterback. So what? So, let me ask you a question. Sorry, not, not to interrupt. Yep. But let's say he gets in the interview process, doesn't wow anybody with, with he's the, not the things. Going but to. he scores great on the Wonder League. Uh, but I don't, I don't, I, then that would help. Yeah. But unfortunately it concerns me because the Wonderlick has nothing to do with football. It right. has everything to do with how you were educated and then what kind of, you know, and how you were prepped. For I that. never took I, it. So what, what right. is it? That's interesting. Uh, to there's me. a like, lot of is... math on it. There's a lot of logic. There's a lot of, it is try. It's specifically, it's supposed to be an IQ test. Right. Debo, could you find my Wonderlick score? Let's see if you can find that one. I've always Unlisted. tried to find it. Unlisted. I tried to find it. But it doesn't correlate to anything. And I remember sitting in a room with the quarterbacks, looking around, and it's a test. It's 40 questions. You try to take them. It's timed. Some guys finished. Other guys don't. So I always it's, thought the Wonderlick. Like Marino did awful. Dan Marino was one of the worst Wonderlick scores ever. And that, it, did that translate for him? No. It had nothing to do. That's fascinating because yeah. I always thought the Wonderlick was like they threw up a bunch of football questions about no, coverages and nothing. this and that. There's and not you were... one question about football on there. That's why it's so dumb that's that they great. use it. Yeah. Um, but so I, I actually, cause I interviewed, uh, Lamar Jackson on the radio a couple times. Right. And it was kind of a rough interview, right? Like, you couldn't understand him. It was, you know, sometimes it was intelligible. Yeah. So I actually, when he started to get more pub and was approaching the Heisman Trophy, I'm pretty tight with their SIDs. So I called him. I said, Hey, you know, this is kind of behind, you know, off record. I said, Hey, are you, are you guys doing anything to help him? Cause if he wins the Heisman, which it looked like he was, he's gonna have to give a speech. Right. In front of millions of people when he wins the award. And he said they were. But this is where I think every college coach can do every player a huge 
service, and it's not just quarterbacks, have every player take a class on public speech, on grammar, like the basics of yeah. grammar, like help them in your interview process, like have a class on the interview process. And they'd, some schools do, but it, it can really help or hurt you. And when the conversation, because a lot of people say it's about race, which, yeah, there are some things that will be said about him that will have racial undertones with him. But I'll give you a guy who was African-American who absolutely helped himself in the interview process was E.J. Manuel from Florida State. Right. He was drafted 16th overall and had no business being drafted. If you watched his film, he had no business being drafted that high. But if you – and I talked to him in person as well. Impressive, handshake. Sure. You know, sounded like a CEO of your club. So you can help yourself or hurt yourself through the through those interviews and, and how they go. Right. All right, let's get to uh let's have some fun. This is my favorite. The Raja rules. <laughs> I like what we're calling this one because there have been a lot of rules uh talked about lately. Uh specifically the catch rule in the NFL. It was a hot topic yesterday. And we'll we'll tie it in with a little like it, love it or hate it. Nice. So the NFL came out, the competition committee came out uh yesterday or Monday and they said they've uh discussed eliminating Quote, going to the ground as part of the catch rule that robbed Jesse James, Steelers versus Pats last season where it said he must survive the ground. They're going back and look at it. They actually said, we're going to try to go where the Des Bryant catch in Green Bay for the Cowboys would be a catch. Uh, the Calvin Johnson from eight years ago would be a catch. They're going to try to change the rule and once again determine what is a catch. Like it, love <sighs> it, or hate it. I'm like I'm all across the board. I I love it because I I like some of those are football moves, right? Like like when you catch the ball, you go to turn up field, you stretch the ball out, the ball hits the ground. That he's already made a football move, so surviving the ground shouldn't come into play because there are other instances in which like if you're tackled, the, the ground can't cause the fumble, right? right? Like so, I thought there was a lot of gray area on that, but I hate it because it's just making it more convoluted like the conversation is just getting deeper and deeper down this rabbit hole and you know if they're going to make it really simple just simple just don't overthink it Mm -hmm. uh cool if they're going to make it more like more gray area more more subjective then i hate it it's if you go so i talked to mike Pereira yesterday who's you know the fox analyst who is a former referee for the nfl he said the same thing you are if they do that i love it because it needs to be simplified. And it needs to be simplified from a wording standpoint. And I asked Mike Pereira, I was like, what should they do? What should the wording be? He's right. like, go back to what it was before all this mess came in there where they tried to define it. And it's a long, drawn-out answer. So if they do that, they simplify it. But also make it to where the interview process or the re- the, the replay process is simpler as well. Yeah. Like give them a minute to look at it from four angles, five, whatever it is. And then the other thing is... With a catch on the field, whatever is called on the field, error on that. Right. And it has to be so obvious that you can do it in three or four replays. And if it's not, then move on. Keep it Say, go with the call that was on the field. Make it quicker. If they do that, NFL fans will love it. Everybody will love it. It'll be easier and, uh, and better to understand. Another rule that was, uh, talked about as well from the competition committee, pass interference rule. They're considering changing all pass interference penalties to 15 yards, but they're saying it's unlikely to go into effect. Like it, love it, or hate it. I hate that it's not going into effect. I would love for them to change that rule. It's it's one of my biggest like pet peeves with the NFL is that you could just chuck it up there and <laughs> and people are doing it now. Like they're yes. just like chuck it up there and pray for a pass interference call. I think um especially a lot of these like back shoulder throws that like, 
I'm not a football aficionado, but they seem to be way more in vogue now, like in the last four or five years than they were like probably when you played. Was there, was that like a staple of people's offense when you played a back shoulder? We had just started doing back shoulder. Back shoulder is indefensible if you throw it well. Exactly. It's just an, it's, it's either a catch or it's a damn pass interference every time. So you, you essentially can chalk up 25 yards on a back, back shoulder if you want it. I don't think that's fair. Like I don't think it's fair to DBs. And I love offense. Like I'm an I'm a football guy who loves to watch offense. Uh, but I don't I don't like that you get that ball. Like you know you can essentially pick up 40 yards for not completing a pass on a 50 50 call by a ref. What if a guy's completely beat the defender? So, takes him down yeah. and it's only 15 yards in that situation. So that that would be the flip side. And and I would say like you you come up with some kind of hybrid rule like soccer probably right where mm-hmm. like if that happens in a soccer game the ref has the ref has the right to throw a red card and get a guy out. I don't know what the rule would be in football, yep. but for something like that where you you're just do, flying down the field yeah. and you tackle him, then... And you can have different styles of rules. Correct. like uh, roughing the kicker. You know, if there's a 5-yarder or a 15, they, right. they have different levels of foul. Mm-hmm. So you can have the 15-yarder and you can have a spot foul Correct. wherever it happens. Correct. All right, there's a new uh, Josh McDaniels rule being discussed where teams will be allowed to hire assistant coaches for their head coaching positions even when their teams are active in the playoffs. Remember Josh McDaniels? There were a lot of rumors he was going to be the head coach of the Colts. Then he actually was reported, and then he backs out at the last minute. It was a fiasco for the NFL. So they're considering actually where you could lock him in before, so you don't have a guy back out like this. Like it, love it, or hate it. Love it. Yeah. I mean, I love it. I, I think it. It's gonna. It, it'll marginally hurt the product of some of these teams, like that, that are in the playoffs. If some of their assistants are kind of moonlighting and on the on the interview like circuit, but not that much. Those guys are professionals. I, that, that's a, that's not a good look for the league for, for, for Josh. Certainly not for Indy, the Indianapolis. I, I, they need to clean that up. I'll, although I'll say this, I don't know if it would have changed anything. No. I think Josh McDaniels uh-uh. probably would have said, no, 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 I'm going to wait till after the season. I think a lot of coaches will say, no. Oh, you mean in terms of taking right, a job? Right. Is it going to change anything? Like are guys actually going to sign it? Yeah, I'm sure there will be some coaches, but I don't think it would have changed anything with Josh McDaniels. I think he was like waffling right. the whole time and it was, it was there. How about him though? I haven't seen if it's been confirmed, but they were saying he was not going to go to Indy for the combine because he, he didn't want to be seen in Indianapolis, <laughs> which I guess I wouldn't either. But come on, man, you got to go. Show your face out there. If you're going to back out like that and do that you, wrong Josh. like that, you got to show up and do it at least. All right. How about some hoops rules that are being proposed? So they have experimental rules in basketball to be tested at the NIT. So the next boss is a couple of changes. Three point line extended a foot and eight inches to 22 feet. Uh, the free throw lane widened from 12 to 16 to match the NBA. Four 10-minute quarters instead of two 20-minute halves. And the shot clock will reset to 20 seconds after offensive rebounds instead of the normal 30 seconds. Love like them. it, love it, or hate it. Love them all. Yeah. Um, Three-point line needs to be extended. Um, these great shooters in college basketball, it's hard to predict if their range is going to stretch. I mean, a lot of them do, but why not stretch it now and let us see them shoot from deeper? Um, the free throw line widened just makes sense. Like, college players are... You got guys that are six eleven yeah. wings now. You need more you need more space in there. Um, I think college basketball is the only the only sport. I think women's basketball now is quarters. Yeah, I think men's did. college basketball is the only one still doing those twenty minute halves. So like catch up. Yeah. Um, <laughs> I love <laughs> it. I love it. Why yeah. Why do we have? And I would say this for college football as well. Why not try to make everything? The same. So that's exactly. easier to transition. Exactly. It's easier to watch. Um, and it just makes sense, especially for the, for college football. 
who is struggling right now with the time of games, right. go to the NFL clock rules. Like, why do you have to stop it every yeah. first down throughout the entirety of the game? It takes forever. You could wind it down. Every game would be over in 315, 320, just like the NFL is. And then it's really confusing for players when they make the jump from college to the NFL. I agree 100%. The shot clock reset uh, kind of reflects that a little bit. Get quicker. Get these guys used to getting up and, and getting into sets quicker. But the one thing that I would like to see, and it's to the point you just made, is they allow so much grinding and physical play in college basketball. It's like playing in the NBA in the early 80s. I mean, it is a, it's why you could see Virginia hold a team like Pitt to seven points in the first half. Right. They're mauling people. And that doesn't translate. It was one of the biggest adjustments coming from college to the NBA uh, and that I saw with rookies coming in when I was an older player and I could identify it was everything they did in our practices, in our training camp was a foul mm-hmm. because they were just used to playing with their hands, playing, you know, hand checking, pushing, shoving, and you, you just don't get away with that at the NBA level. So make those rules reflect more of an NBA style of game. It'll help the kids coming up. Hey, did you guys know there's a new way to get the latest scores, news and highlights for the NFL and the upcoming combine? Really? All your favorite sports needs. Yeah, it's right here. It's CBS Sports <laughs> HQ. It's a brand new 24 seven streaming channel. Covering the biggest games, best plays, and crucial insights from around sports. You can stream it free. That's the thing I think it's really cool about it. Free anytime on the CBS Sports app for Apple TV, Roku, Amazon Fire, your phone, other connected devices. Or you can watch online anytime at CBSSportsHQ.com. Let's get to Hannah. Hannah, what's happening? Yeah, download now. Okay. So the Big Ten tournament tips off today. Still some stuff to be decided in other conferences and the top 25. On Tuesday, Miami knocked off number 9 North Carolina at the buzzer, Arkansas top number 14, Auburn, and St. Joe's stunned number 17, Rhode Island, beating the Rams by 30 points. But, of course, the talk of the town in college hoops was something LeBron said he knew would make headlines, calling the NCAA, quote, corrupt. I don't know if there's any fiction in the NCAA. It's what's been going on for you for many, 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 many years. Um, I don't know all the rules and regulations about it, um, but I do know what what five-star athletes bring to a campus. I know how much these college coaches get paid. Um, these, um, I know how much, uh, you know, these colleges are, are, are gaining off these kids. Um, well, Brown's got quite the voice these days. Yeah, he's, he's, he, he's feeling it, yeah. too. He's going to go out there and say everything. But I'm not mad at him. I mean, I don't think that – I mean, he was asked a question. Yep. He answered the question. I think – there's no secret that a lot of what he's, I mean, that's true. That's factual. Um, you know, the NCAA, especially in the light of all of this scandal and, and all of this FBI stuff, they've got some real soul searching to do and they've got to figure out how to make this work um, for everybody to protect the model. I mean, they're in jeopardy of this thing, like, like something really bad happening with where you can't recover. Here's what I would say to LeBron. I, Cause I, I, think it's really easy and it's kind of trendy to do right now is to rip the NCAA. Ah, the NCAA is corrupt. I, right. I don't know if they're corrupt. I think they're really behind the times. I think they're struggling to kind of figure out how they can do things better. I think they're greedy, but corrupt is a really strong word. Yep. Why doesn't he go after the NBA, who is the, the league <laughs> is the one preventing guys from going to the NBA? Like, it's their one and done rule. They're the ones that have the age restriction. Right. Why isn't he criticizing Adam Silver? And I think it's just, again, it's kind of falling into it's what's trendy to do. Yeah. Well, LeBron might soon have a son picking colleges, but until then, his former teammate, Shaquille O'Neal, has his son currently going through that process. Sharif O'Neal, a four-star recruit, decommitted from Arizona over the weekend in wake of allegations against head coach Sean Miller. Now the, the he check is didn't committed. clear? <laughs> didn't clear. My bad. <laughs> I don't know. Now he is committed to another Pac-12 school, UCLA. 
That's interesting. I mean, I, if I'm not mistaken, the D's has a home. Like he probably they're they're out there in, in L.A. Uh, if the kid's gonna be one and done, and I imagine, like I think he's a is he a seven footer? Yeah, he's Close. big, he's like six ten, six eleven, right? Yeah. Um, plays like a like a wing kind of guard though, like one of these hybrid guys. Keep him close to home. Like they've got a pretty high success rate at turning out pros at UCLA. Um, no need to send a kid across country if if that's the game plan for. Over to the MLB baseball's freak on the comeback. Former two-time Cy Young Award winner, two-time no-hitter pitcher, and three-time World Series champion. Tim Linscombe has agreed to a deal with the Texas Rangers after sitting out all of last season. So Linscombe, always known for his slender frame, popped up on social media this offseason looking pretty jacked. Yeah, he looks shredded. It <laughs> kind of makes you wonder what's going on, especially in baseball. But he's been doing, you know, getting the workout pretty good. But this is a guy that just vanished from the face of the earth. Like, he was off the planet and one of the most dominant pitchers in baseball. So I'm I'm glad to see him. You know, he got paid a ton of money, but then kind of just went off the radar. I'm all about comebacks and seeing guys. I think it was a lot of mental, like, you know, kind of lost his confidence, is, lost his swagger. And I'd love to see him get Is he chance. the one that looked like the kid from Days and Confused? Exactly like him. him. Yeah, with his uh, hair. But I think yeah. he cut his hair, too, right. since then, when, since he came back. Yeah, so he's got a new look as well. Raja, this next one, for, this next one's for you. We had to talk about your favorite guy. So since the Super Bowl, rumors have been swirling of Rob Gronkowski's retirement. Gronk still hasn't committed to playing football next season, according to a source at NBC Sports. He's seriously considering retirement, and he has been for a while, according to this report. Gronk has been unhappy in New England since training camp last season, and he almost called it quits before this past season even got underway. I'm not going to do it. I'm not going to do it. I'm not, <laughs> I had it written I'm not, down. I know. I saw you write it down. 36. I'm not going to do it. I'm Trying not to do bait it. him into it. Yeah, I like, like it. He's, uh, he's maturing. So that, maturing is a good word because this is the question for Gronk, right? Like, yeah. I, like I, I could see him at this point having suffered some of the injuries, especially that head injury late, like actually starting to look at the future and wondering like how much more is worth it for his body, for his, for his health, so on and so forth. I think that he plays – uh, because at the end of the day, I, I think that's just who he is. I think he's a football player. I don't know that there's anything else out there that's going to fulfill him. There, there's like, there think, it's like that for some guys. Like some guys can't find something to do after the game. The game is what they're about, who they are. He strikes me as that kind of dude. I know he wants to find something else. It sounds like he's soul searching, but I don't know that there's anything that's going to fill that void for him like football does. Yeah. He said at one point he was going to go into acting. Uh-uh. Who knows? Not an actor. Who knows? WWE is where it would be for him. All right. So while the focus on franchise franchise tags is on quarterbacks and Le'Veon Bell, the Lions quietly tagged pass rusher Ezekiel Ansah, keeping the former fifth overall pick off the open market. Ziggy collected 12 sacks in 2017 and will collect 17.5 million under the tag. Detroit and Ansah have until July 16th to reach an agreement for a long-term deal. This is just a formality. They don't want to lose him in free agency, but it'll be interesting to see if before that July date, if they can get get a long-term extended because uh, he's a baller and they need to keep him around. Lastly, guys, important playoff positioning battles in the NBA Eastern Conference last night with the Heat edging the Sixers. Ooh, D-Wade in that last second. And the Wizards yeah. getting by the Bucks. <laughs> but it's LeBron's world. We're all just living in it. The Cavs now 2-2 two and two post-All-Star break following a 129-123 victory over the Nets. LeBron with a triple-double last night and finished February, averaging a triple-double the first month in his 15-year career he accomplished that feat. Yeah, D-Wade, an emotional game winner. Did you see where he had the, the name of the kid <sighs> from? Yeah. 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 Douglas there. Yep. Did you guys see what I posted on Instagram? 
So oh. I was at I was at the Apple store I yesterday. Oh, and, uh, yes. So I was at the store and I was getting my phone fixed. I'm sitting there at like the back table and there's a kid next to me and he's getting help. Same thing. Like his phone is cracked. Yep. Like it's shattered. And I heard the, the the two geniuses from the Apple store. They were talking about it. You know, like the geniuses in the blue shirts. They were they were talking about it. They're like, oh, yeah, he's from Parkland and he his phone got shattered uh, at school. I was like, oh, and they're like, we're going to replace it for free. So I'm sitting there. I look at his hat. It says like, I see the Snowman Douglas colors. Yeah. I'm like, hey, you go to you go to Douglas. And he's like, yeah. I was like, what year? He's like, I'm a freshman. I'm 14. Oh. And uh, I was like, man, I was like, you're okay. Everything all right? He's like, yeah. He's like, I almost got killed. And I was my reaction was like, oh, you know, anybody there that day must have felt that scared. Yes. And I was like, yeah, you must have been really terrified. He's like, yeah. He's like, I was shot. What? And I was like, that was my reaction. I'm like, are you serious? He's like, yeah, I got shot twice from the guy. And I was like, holy, I was, I was like, are you Where? serious? So, he you? so he was wearing like a hoodie and just some shorts. And I was like trying, and he, he saw me like kind of looking and he's like, he showed me, pulled up his sweatshirt. It was on his back and on his arm. Oh. And he said he was in the hospital for a couple of days. He plays, uh, hockey for them and they just won the they state won championship. The state. And he was up walking around. Yeah. Like he, and he said he's trying to get clearance from his doctor to go back to the hockey team because now they enter like the national, Good you know, him. championship stuff. But it just, this was a reminder of like how close to home yeah. stuff hits, and he was just like a really good, normal like a fourteen. He is a, a boss. Champ. I mean, yeah. to be able to bounce back from that, and uh, they go back to school. So I'll keep them in our thoughts, and uh, hopefully we can get this thing solved so we get our kids safer at school for sure. Yes. All right, let's get to some uh, some more NBA stuff. Anthony Davis has been lights out. Boogie Cousins goes down. He's basically put this team on his back. Uh, through the month of February, he's averaging 35 and 12. This last five games, he's averaging 39 and 14. Uh, he had the 53 point game the other night. Everybody thinks James Harden's going to win the MVP. Yes, James chance? Harden's going to win the MVP. <laughs> All right, so he doesn't have a chance no, to knock not. him down there. No, what All right. would you just say uh, six games? Yeah, <laughs> but like, if he carries it up. All right, so look, this guy uh, hasn't been healthy for a season, and I'm not not like he's a fun, phenomenal talent. Um, when he's healthy, a phenomenal player. But what is the average per per year in terms of games played? Yeah, well, there are 82 it's been, games. It's, it's got to be it's been an issue. 64, 67, 68, 61, 75. Okay. All right. So that so means – He's always about 75% he, of the games. Yes, <laughs> which which in and of itself, okay. But he's going to have to do this, get them over a, a hump, like an imaginary hump, from being one of the like – and the hump for me is being, being a, a, a perennial like – fighting for your life type of playoff team, fighting to get in to being a, a legitimate middle of the pack threat in the Western conference. And they are not there yet. So no, 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 no MVP. What about when they get cousins back? You think they will be a legit contender in the West? He is a free agent this off season. So assuming he resigns, which seems likely. Yeah, I think they could be. I do. I think they could be, but they need like every roster needs shaping. Um, you get your stars, and then you've got to find the pieces to put around. And in today's NBA, it's like a two-star minimum, and 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 now to really be viable, it's a three. It's three stars, right? You need three guys that can really go to work, and then you've got to put the right pieces of like shooting and defending, and and they've got the rim protection down with the two bigs. So theirs would be, you know, Drew Holiday is a nice piece. Finding the right three and D guys to go around that stuff, the right vets coming off that bench. And they could be, but that's a lot of ifs. I mean, the talent is there, but they got to figure it out from a front office perspective. And then, you know, Alvin Gentry, my guy, has got to make it work. All right, I got it. We got a new segment Debo came up with. I kind of like this. It's called "Do We Buy It?" Do we? Because we it? hear a lot of stuff. I like Guys, to buy it. You hear rumors. You hear you know <laughs> like stuff that's it, going yeah. on, moves yeah. that are going to be made, trades possibly, or 
guys shopping around for schools because maybe they're looking at that uh, franchise to move to. So LeBron reportedly looking at schools in Philly for his kids. Sixers color commentator Ala Abdanabi says, quote, I've told this to a few other people, and I have no problem saying this. My brother lives in the Philadelphia area, and he told me that LeBron last week through a superintendent was in the area checking out some private schools during the All-Star break. Is LeBron going to be on the Sixers next year? Raja, go. Do we buy it? No, I do not buy it. I buy it. You buy it? Yeah. Okay. Debo wants to buy it, being the Philly guy. It would I'd be a fantastic, it. fantastic storyline. I mean, but I don't, I don't buy it. I think his son's coming of age. Bro- Bronny is what they called him when I was in Cleveland with him and my kids know him, but I don't, I, I guess he's what, 13 now maybe? Is he, is he? About He'll be to... entering high school next year. Yeah. And so a lot of these guys look for a great basketball situation to put their kids in and, and that could be a prepish type of situation for him. I don't, I don't know. Um, you know, you got people that go to Oak Hills and they go to the Mount Zion's and they yep. go to the, what's the one up here in, in, uh, IMG. in Orlando. I, well, oh. IMG, but the other one is where, uh, where D'Angelo Russell and all of those guys went to, um, um, Ben Mont Simmons, Verde. Montvert. Like, guys go to all of those, so it could be just a situation like that. I want to buy it because I would actually rather see LeBron in Philly than the Lakers. I think it would be a better team. I think right. it would be better for him because it's in the Eastern Conference. I would love to. He'd I don't want better. him in L.A. I don't that either. Like bad news. I know, and I don't think he could win. That's the other thing. Yeah. Like, I want to see him have a chance where he does have a legit chance to win Dude. titles. And get with those dudes. Allah Abdel Nabi yeah. was one of the best like that college dude, basketball Duke, names, right? and he was at Duke. I like that dude, I hated Duke. Duke too, but I loved like I loved Allah Abdel Nabi. I don't yeah. know why. His name always <laughs> resonated. Like yeah. you always just remembered that name. It yeah. was really. I was more of a J.R. Reed guy for Carolina. Uh, how about uh, D Wade possibly thinking about retirement? Uh, he had the game winner. We talked about that, but earlier Tuesday. Reports that the 36-year-old Wade is genuinely undecided whether he wants to play beyond this season. You buy it? I buy that he's undecided. I don't buy it. I buy. You think he's going to play <laughs> forever? So 36 is ancient in the NBA. Like, that is really yeah, a lot of wear. Yeah, but he just wants us to talk about it, and he's going to make a big deal, and he's like, one more year, True. and that's what's going to happen. I, no, I believe. It's I, his ego. I, I, I think he does like the attention of people yeah. thinking he's going to retire. Yeah, he wants, like, this has just been all the hype around yeah. D-Wade that he can bring. I could see that, and I agree. I think I think there is some uh, there is some attention seeking there, but but I do think that you can be – unsure about whether you want to do it again. And that doesn't mean you're like leaning 80, 20 to retirement, but right. there could be some thoughts of like, eh, maybe not, but I, I, I think he will play. And I think coming down the stretch, um, having the type of game that he had last night, seeing that happen a little bit more kind of soaking in all that adulation from the fan base and stuff like that's going to, going to help him, uh, Get over that that hump of whether or not he wants to do it. Did he do that my house thing where he like oh, points no, to the ground? He said, and he's "This like, is my ish." Oh, he did. Oh, this that was is his my deal. ish. Yeah, because I was. Like, I've been ah, waiting for him to do yeah, that, to and he used to out. do like this other thing <laughs> that I I practice. I feel like I have it down. No, you didn't love I've that. Waiting. You didn't love that, Debo. You didn't love it last night, huh? No, we'll see him in the playoffs. <laughs> oh, bam! All right. Uh, how about our guy, Justin Thomas? We talked about uh, on Monday. He's getting this spectator ejected. Do we buy his apology? Hell no. He no came way. out. Hold on. I'll give you the apology. It's kind of like he had like a series of tweets. I never want to lose fans or have people root against me. I just didn't see a place for the particular person to be yelling at us. Things that weren't necessary over and over. I overreacted and should not have had him kicked out. I feel bad about it. I love all my fans. And to hear that I've lost quite a few because of that isn't fun. Well, do you buy his apology? What did he say again afterwards? <laughs> didn't he? Hey, like- buddy. You know, he said, hey, buddy, you're out of here. You're gone. That was like literally the quote. He goes, hey, buddy, you're gone. I mean, he was heated in the moment. But, like, also just, like, shut up. Like, dude, like, 
to the way he said, you're gone. Like the entitlement, like, like, it was like, like a, you're, you're gone. Fired. Yeah, I got you. Yeah, right, you're you're fired. fired. That's exactly. And I All love right. the hand. I love that. I think you're he's, fired. I think <laughs> he's, I think, I don't know if I buy the apology. I think his team, his people, his friends probably like, you're getting skewered. From yeah. Someone. Like you are getting roasted. I appreciate the apology. I appreciate the apology. I actually have kind of reversed course a little bit on this Beat one. It. Imagine, Shut his mic right, off. <laughs> if you would have had, because I think this comes down to power. Right. If you were playing on the road somewhere when you were playing, and there was an obnoxious fan who was wearing you out the entire game, and nah. you had the power to say, "I want that guy out of there," don't you nah. think you would have exercised no, but it's it? Different. It's you different wouldn't have. No. No, it no. Is, well, that's no. the thing. Golf is a different sport. How? That's yeah. why I kind of I'm okay with that. That dude doing said that. to get that's in. That's true because you're not supposed to say anything <laughs> right. in golf. It's not true. They cheer all the time. People are out there <laughs> not, yelling all the time. As long as it's not in somebody's backstroke or something. Backswing, yeah. People hit the ball and they erupt. Like after the ball swings, people are yelling all kinds of stuff. But typically you don't boo a bad shot. He didn't like, boo he didn't, it. No, I, I know, but he was rooting against he it. He said, get in the bunker. I'm a big mojo guy. Like I don't want Dude, that negative mojo around me. That's, I'm superstitious. Look, like, I, I don't still want somebody. Love the guy like if someone chanted airball at you, airball, which like, you heard. I don't know how many times. From yeah. thousands <laughs> of people when you do shoot an air ball. And you like, never would have been like, you're out of here. No, no, I'm listen. trying to like, if, get Justin Thomas back on my side so we can get him on the pod, all right? That's fine. Well, that, like, that's well, fine. I'll take the L for you, Danny. Look, but if somebody yells some stuff at your mom or, yes, or your kids or they're, or they're throwing racial slurs at you or, you know, like that type of stuff. Agreed. Yeah, okay, fine. But not not get something in get in the bunker. Come on, bro. Growth, get a little skin on you, brother. Yeah. All right. So we had the Grammys <laughs> a few weeks ago. And now it's the Oscars. We had our version of the NBA Grammys. And Debo, you got a little something cooked up for us for a little NBA Oscars? This one, not as intense. I'm just <laughs> going to ask you guys, which NBA player delivered the best acting performance in your uh, mind? We got a couple options. We got Kareem, vintage classic and airplane, Ray Allen, Jesus Shuttlesworth, and he got game. Michael Jordan, you got to give slam, him a little bit of credit. Slam dunk. Uh, for who Dr. This, J right? and the Fish Save Pittsburgh. It's so easy. Anyone from Blue Chips. I think this is Eddie. the easiest question. Yeah. I, I feel so, like I don't... Can we say it at the same time? It's our boy Ray. Ray, yeah. What? Uh, whoa. <laughs> <laughs> All right, on three. Let's go. One, on three. two, and three. And I'm by myself. Ray. Space Jam. Cannon, yeah. <laughs> that's not three. <laughs> I know. I and it has to, to be wait. one player. I didn't want to do Maybe you can give that to the movie. But we're giving the award for best actor Michael right now. Michael Jordan. I mean, Space Jam was great, but he got yeah. game was great too. Yeah, you know, and he, he actually game. showed he some great. acting chops. Fine. Yeah, like it was it was pretty. I don't impressive. even like to say that. I'm going that with the like, movie, not the performance. Hey, yeah, but do you guys Jam. really know? Like, did anybody see the fish to say Pittsburgh? I did. My my dad was from Pittsburgh. He loved that movie. Was Doc was Doc good in it? I've never seen I, it. Not really. Not really. I got it. <laughs> I mean, he's, he's one of the best ever. Yes, sir. You actually need to watch that movie. Shaq and Kazam. Yeah. Oh, I was gonna say that. Blue yeah. Chips was a nice. I love that. that was, was like I, my I era. think the sneaky one in here is Kareem in Airplane. Yeah, like as the pilot, he's denying it the whole time. That was fantastic. What about right. Lake Mike? Does that count? <laughs> Bow Wow. Well, speaking of Bow Wow, because he's in the news too. Uh, Bow Wow maybe picked the wrong career. Stop. Maybe he should not have been a rapper actor. Maybe he should have been a hoopster. Stop it. Because you know what he's doing? He's out there beating our boy Lonzo Ball and a Luda's shooting competition and. Absolutely rubbing in his face, which I actually kind of like. Wow. Is there any chance you would have let any like entertainer beat you in a three point no. contest? You can't let this happen if you're no. Lonzo, right? No, but I mean, look, all you have I, to do is shoot thirty one percent, and you'd beat him. And you'd be. <laughs> I mean, it's not that hard. <laughs> Could R. Kelly beat you in a shooting contest? Absolutely not. Oh my gosh! R. Ke- yeah. Can we please listen to Trapped in the Closet series <laughs> over and over again? Like we just need to lock some. That should be someone's punishment. Lonzo's like, been playing. Lonzo's been playing better though. 
You've been um, shooting the ball better. Field goal percentage. But not enough to beat Bow Wow. Well, yeah, Wait, real like quick. He, oh. I'm going to go to the opposite side of this. I think yeah. this is really good for Bow Wow's career because poor guy had a bad 2016, if y'all remember. Actually, I think it was 2017. He uh, Instagrammed that plane that, oh, that he was, was that on like Bow a private wow? jet. Yeah. And it, he wasn't on it. That's tough. Remember that? Yeah, so yeah, this this is a great PR move for Bow Wow. That's a bad look. <laughs> I can't. Do you think Lonzo actually felt any pressure? Because nah. they were going back and forth. It was like three shots, and uh, they both missed one, and then it was like fourth. And Bow Wow knocked it down, and Lonzo had to answer, and he didn't. I don't think Lonzo is a like a a, a shooting contest kind of guy. Like he's no, he's, he's too, not. but not just his shot. I think like his mental. Like he's like a cool, too cool for school. I don't even think he probably. I would bet that it wasn't super serious for Lonzo. He doesn't look like he takes anything like super super serious. Yeah. And in those shooting games, bro, if you ain't, you, you gotta be locked in. You know what else he doesn't take super super serious? His top five rappers of all time, because he had listed. All right, you ready for this? I don't even know. This is kind no of sad. current rappers. Oh, this. Is so this is a lot better. So it rappers. was definitely like it was specifically asked to him. See, I yeah. thought this showed his age. It, he's. They said like in the game right now. All right, in the game right now, he's got takeoff, offset, Drake. Future and Twenty One Savage. That's a weak. I don't know two of those. I don't know Takeoff and Offset. That's that's the two. I Migos. Know. I bet there's Migos. Migos. That's who oh, they that's are. That's who he named. The Migos. Why didn't Bad he say Migos then? Because, because there's three of them. I actually think he said Bougie. I don't think he said Takeoff. I think he said Quavo. Oh yeah, he did say Quavo. He did. Dude, I don't know. Take off the other one. I think it's the I think it's kind of. I think that actually speaks more of the lack of players in the rap game. You guys right remember now. his yeah. stupid song that he made? Like he was trying to be Who, all Alonzo? of them. Yeah, yeah, totally. He, he, he was actually trying to be all five of those people. He has every. What's your kid's favorite album? song yeah. right now? My kids, yeah. my kids are weird. <laughs> <My> kids <laughs> I try to weird. isolate them from a lot of rap. Yeah. Although they do like God's plan. Like we've been listening to God's yeah, plan. Yeah, God's plan is good. All right. What about you, Roger? My kids is I got that juice. Who sings that? What is that? What is that? I, don't I like that song. Well, oh, yeah, no. they is love it, that. Like, Yo Gotti. Yeah, it's Yo Gotti, I think. Okay, it, I did not want to be wrong and like risk it for the biscuit there. I'll have to I'm check glad. it out. Clean version, though. Clean oh, version. Clean version? All right, whole, I'll have to check it out. All the kids like on it. my basketball team know the dirty version, though. The kids <laughs> on my team. But, my kids aren't weird, I yeah. promise. A, but a I future episode, we'll go Danny and Raja and Hannah's top five dead or alive. Future episode. All right, perfect. Oh, my God, I'm already ready. All right, let's get some topics, Debo. What do you got for us? All right, Jalen Ramsey didn't go to the Super Bowl, didn't win that bleep but he's still talking trash in the offseason a current texas a&m and former fsu assistant posted a picture on twitter of seminal defensive backs in the nfl that played under head coach jimbo fisher kind of as a recruiting technique the outspoken jags cornerback replies he didn't teach me not one db technique referring to fisher Good. and then he followed that up yeah in fairness, he followed it up saying, no, I have nothing but respect for you, Coach Brew, but don't use me on a poster for a school I didn't go to and for a coach who didn't teach me how to be a defensive back. Drama at the alma mater, Danny. No, you know what this is the equivalent to? This is saying, get my name out your mouth. Yes. Like, that's exactly yeah. what he said. It's spot on. But, and I know SEC fans won't like this, but the SEC is exceptional at taking statistics and manipulating them into their favor. That's exactly what Jimbo Fisher did. They put up this trendy sign. Not one player played at Texas A&M. Why would you use that to recruit to your school? It doesn't yeah. make any sense. I feel Good Jaylen. for Jalen. Yeah, I feel Jalen. Call him out. Mm -hmm. Keep it coming. All right. Back to Russell Wilson, this one not about his hands. Miracle water, it prevents and heals concussions, and does it help you hit home runs? Sounds like we need to investigate what's going on and what Russell's putting into his body. The Seahawks quarterback can now also be labeled a Yankees prospect, and in an effort to not try hard at all, Wilson posted a video of himself hitting some bombs and pinstripes. Apparently it was six home runs during a batting practice session. Danny, are you the only legit gridiron to diamond star? Yes, definitely. No, I will say this. I, he hit six, 
Six is not bad. Six I hate is actually. This story. Why, why is he doing this? Uh, why, I think because like, he can. But with <laughs> right. people like Judge and Stanton just watching, I think it's a bunch of baloney. No, but I think Judge and Stanton they probably like it. Like they probably like interacting There's with a starting no NFL sure. quarterback. I think they do because they know he's not going to play with them. Yeah. Like, yeah. But, spring training is a joke. Like it's just one big fun. Like they go out there, they play golf in the afternoon. Like, but I feel like the balls. big like Wilson is taking the story away from the actual like big story, which is Stanton and Judge. No, I think they're cool with it. They might. I don't. I just. I don't. You're think probably right. I'm I just think they're like it's hanging an out with them. It's an interesting conversation, though. Like, cause they, I could see Garth little... Brooks went to spring training with a team. Why Billy Crystal went to spring training. The Will they... Ferrell documentary. He yeah, played for nine teams yeah. in a day. Because it, it's fun. Like, it's baseball is the most laid back sport. That's why I love baseball. Yeah, like, you can do that. To your point, like these two are supposed to be like. Yeah, this it is. is this is a story big, of the big deal that these two are together now. But I do. I kind of get that once the season. I side with Danny on this. I just feel like Russell Wilson. You're a hater. You hate all. No, right. he just like his ego is very apparent in this story. <laughs> How many home runs could I hit in batting practice? Uh, did you play baseball when you were little? I did. I played. I played in the last year. I played was tenth grade. I played at Gulliver. I played tenth grade. Did you get one? Do you think? Nah, bro. I couldn't. I don't think so. No. No I think. All right. Here's the thing. Out of the 32 starting quarterbacks in the NFL. I bet 20 of them could go yard. Really? Yeah, they're just really? like all, most guys played baseball. Yeah. I don't think it's super hard. Like Aaron Rodgers is on, uh, he's, he's done it before, taking yeah. VP with the Brewers. He's done it. Like a lot of guys I think would. Yeah, I don't think I could do it. Brady would. Brady? Yeah, for sure. He played baseball. I think Athlete. he was drafted. We talk all this oh, Tom about Brady? Like, yeah. how athletic everyone is, and we've got to put it to the test. <laughs> I have to know. How many threes could you make? The first one-on-one has to go down first. The yeah, one-on-one right. hand on Debo. So we got two Kyrie Irving stories real quick. So this kid the other night at the Celtics game showcases his barber's, I would say, relative skills with Kyrie's face shaved into the back <laughs> of his head. You can check it out at Canel on Bell on Twitter. But this cracked me up. So I'm on our account. And I just see some random guy quote, has never heard of our podcast. I don't know where it came from. But he says, quote tweets it and says, that face looks like a sad Raja Bell. <laughs> <laughs> no, oh, are you serious? <laughs> just because sometimes I'll search your guys' names yeah. and like tweet, look at this tweet the link at people. Right. Just random, but it cracked me up. That's fantastic. That um, is really you, funny. So Debo, inside scoop here on the Ooh. show. Do you name search our boy Raja Bell? Yeah. For the show. And you. I love it. Yeah. Cause the best was when you found the other dude was like, man, I hate Raja Bell. <laughs> oh yeah. That was so funny. There's a lot, there's a lot of, there's yeah. some haters, but a lot of people that love Raja. So. A lot of haters though. <laughs> no, okay. What I put back to the dude is probably like president yeah. of the Kobe fan club. That's like that's the dude's hater. Like Danny has more haters though. Um, <laughs> so we're going to call this segment sneaks for keeps. Hannah, you like that? I came up with that. All right. How does the concept of, in- <laughs> Two and five. <laughs> claim it. Claim your turf. So how does the concept of to infinity and beyond work if you think the earth is flat? Kyrie Irving himself debuts Toy Story inspired kicks. One and O to Buzz Lightyear. One and O to Woody. Gonna be about eighty dollars. Did you come up Have to you that seen these Infinity and Beyond yeah. with the flat earth? That was me. You it's like probably, that? Yeah, hey. kind of dumb. I like that. Um, <laughs> I have seen them, Hannah. I, I think that they I like the Buzz Lightyear. I think they're dope. Um, not so big on the Woodies, although, you know. I, I like could, the Woodies. Yeah. What's wrong with the Woodies yeah. out there? I like You would like the Woodies. You know what I like? The $80 price tag. Like, cause some <laughs> no, of these shoes really are cool. out of control. Yep. And so it'll be nice to have something affordable. My They're kids so will, cool. My kids will get them. Yeah. I want Which these. ones do you like? Do you like any one better? Um, 
I just like Woody better as a character, so I would go with those. I think it's funny though, right? Like these kids, like Kyrie's grown man now. Like I've got cousins that are grown men. They're in college and they'll come visit my kids and I'll put on like a Disney movie and I'll say to my wife, like these kids, what is the deal? These, these 25 year old men are sitting here watching, but they grew up on them. Right. Like it's incredible. Like they're watching Finding Nemo, but it was like their favorite movie as a kid. I think it's great. On to our most dramatic topic ever. A Stanford strength coach went on The Bachelor and begged for his ex back. She said no. I mean, Stanford known for their high character kids, but they're still going to roast him, right? Okay, guys. I just have to say, I didn't even watch this episode. And you know I'm a Bachelor fan. Everybody, including my mother, is talking about this coach. Yeah. They're like, can Hold we on. make him the next Bachelor? Hold on. My for a little background, Raja's, Raja's got like the deer in headlights look. All right. Yeah. So this dude dated this girl for six or seven years. Okay. Seven like, years. Did not get married. So they broke up. This his girl goes on the bachelor to fall in love, right? Oh, she gets down it. to the final three. So she's got a chance to meet this new guy, this other guy. Yeah. I'm Are giving you, you the breakdown. Yeah. No, I've read about it. <laughs> so she's in Peru. All right. So they're going to the fantasy suite, which basically you which know is, what happens yeah, in the fantasy suite. It goes suite. down in the boom boom it's room. It's the no morning cameras. after. Yeah, right. It's the morning after. And this dude Wait, 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 wait. <laughs> This yes. dude comes in the morning after she yes. leaves the fantasy suite yes. with The Bachelor. So she comes out. He flies down to Peru, uh, knocks on the door, uh, and she opens it, no idea. And he says he professes his love and proposes to her. Uh, he proposes to her? Yes. Get out of town. You yes. spoiled the show for me. I still haven't thought my TV. What was she wearing when she I opened the room? I didn't see it. She but was apparently, in a robe. Apparently uh, her face like went dead white when it went down. Wait, but was this, this Lauren dude, B? you got to be more self-aware. This is Becca. You have to know. You have to be more self-aware. I feel self-aware. so uncomfortable right now. I'm going to be, ah. Oh. You have to be more self-aware. No, like, listen, you need to know bro, what's going down. What, who is that guy? Twitter? He's a strength coach, a performance coach at Stanford. He needs to. Twitter was obsessed with him. My so, mom, my mom you know told me she happen. liked was his butt. Obsessed. You know what's going to happen? He is the next bachelor. No, I'm calling it now. No, no bachelor he will be. franchise won't do that. Yeah, they will. They, they'll I put guarantee him, you, know you they the, will. They'll put him on Bachelor in Paradise. No, he's going to be the guy. There's already a movement on Twitter to get him as the next bachelor. He's going to be on Bachelor in Paradise somehow. Maybe he'll show up one day. David Charles got to get rid of him, right? You, gotta, you have to. You have like, to go. All respect I feel like for that dude. That, Ross Jurgle. That Wait, is that like his the name? Beginning? Yes. Ross Jurgle. Get him out of there. Come on, baby. You like, you've set mankind. You've set men he lost, exactly. back. I'm so Generations, happy that we just had bro, come on. I feel like that was the Raja, beginning of the sold on The Bachelor? I am sold on Ross Jurgens. Like, come talk to me, bro. What is going on? He does. Danny, I love how much you you knew about that story. I was fired up about this story because I couldn't believe this guy let it happen. And you know why? Because I think we've all been there, at least some of us. I've had my heart broken. Not dog, and yes. And you been in that position. Yeah. Danny. And I'm like, I can't believe I – because I probably would have done something like that. Would you that. fly to Peru? No, dog. You wouldn't I probably have done that, Don't tell me that. Only if someone that me too. I'm going to lose all bad. my little professional <laughs> polish here, bro. Don't do that. Like, I'm getting angry at Ross like Jurgens. I'm salty right now. We talk more about The Bachelor. Or Ross Jurgens. I'm really – Ross Jurgles. Yeah, whatever his name is. Bro, listen. Cut the podcast I would say now. get him on the show, but I guarantee he's like booked on Ellen. I guarantee We can you. get some other he's Bachelor people blow on up. the show, though. Good for yeah. you, Ross Jurgles. <laughs> All right. All right. Let's All do right. some five-star Q&A. I think we have a couple good questions here. All right. So Jimmy on the radio, he says, when will we get another album drop from the GOAT? I've been waiting at Tower Records for years, or this is going to drop on Dat Piv. Hashtag Danny is my MCM. That's a great question. The GOAT, what? I'll go ahead and answer what? that as the GOAT. And Crush Monday. <laughs> oh, uh, really? The greatest All rapper right. on this podcast. Uh, I don't know. We should do something. Debo could make up a little something. We got a little studio we could work with. 
Put well, we're still waiting for our cipher, our rap battle between you two. Oh. <laughs> That's right. We have to get to 10,000 Twitter followers oh, oh, and 1,000 five-star reviews. We're getting you close, know what we but both, I think still some do, work to do. I think it's actually pretty good because it's kind of what you do when you get older. And JT did it on his album. You bring in the kids, get them involved, like have a little background vocals mm-hmm. from them, have a little – they do the chorus. Let's do it. Let's do it. Throw it down. Yeah. Follow. 10,000 followers. Subscribe. Boom. At Canel and Bell. All right. Mav Pitch says, Raja, have you won a game of Fortnite yet? Oh. <laughs> No, I have not won a game. We got to tweet out that photo of him playing with all with all the kids. Yeah, that's oh, fine. You, you, can, you can do that. Yeah, is that yeah, the yeah. Family bonding. Yeah, we were now? all sitting there on Friday afternoon. My kids can't play during the week, so like <laughs> they come home from school Friday. It's Ready to back go. Down, headsets on. The faces were great. They all look the same. Like mouths yes. open. Like yeah. like I'm in there coaching. Like get it, get it, do it. <laughs> um, but I've gotten second a bunch of times, both in solo. And in squad play, like I'm really good, but there's some dudes that build, they jump, they build, they jump, they build. Like I'm, I'm not that good with my, I'm not that nice with my hands yet. I also saw that they're adding jetpacks to this. I don't, I don't know that. anything, Fortnite but this expert. was, a, this was that. a headline. You don't love it. I don't it. love it. I love, I, I, you know, I, I, you get the launch pad, you, you launch pad up, and then you kind of drift to another area. I what think jetpacks are going to make it like. You could just jetpack anywhere you want to go in the game. I like that you have to run. Cause... You know what that reminds me of? It reminds me of um, Diddy Kong Racing when you would do like the hovercraft. Does anyone know what I'm talking about? <laughs> Did he call you thought it was like a really good idea. Is that Nintendo idea? DS or something? Yeah, that's Nintendo 64. Yeah, Nintendo oh. 64 Anyways, yeah. all right. James Brady, he says, why do so many basketball superstars have awkward personalities relative to superstars in other sports? For example, LeBron James on social media, Kevin Durant on social media, and in interviews, what? Kobe Bryant's passive aggressiveness, et cetera. Is it due to their drastically shortened or eliminated college experience? What? James uh, Brady. <laughs> Thank you. You take that um, one. because I'm sorry. <laughs> I am personally offended by this one. I don't think that it has anything to do with college experience. I feel like I have plenty of college experience and I have a terrible rep on social media. So that doesn't prove anything. Hold on. Yeah, Who I says th- they're awkward? Yeah, these dudes are beloved on social media. And like they've got millions and millions of followers. I don't know, and- if, I don't know if LeBron's beloved. What? But I don't his think he's so- awkward. No, he's his bo- social media? Look how many followers that dude. Like, he's no, he's got king. a lot of followers, but like the passive-aggressive stuff. Subtweeting. Yeah, his, subtweeting the, his players. Call it, like, I'm not memes, talking about the quality. Like the Kevin Love stuff. fitting out, but all that's that stuff. That's part of the game. That's I would, just like what you do on Arthur, social media. I would bet you that if you polled the people following LeBron, that he would, James people would people would tell you that they – they follow him for more positive reasons yeah. than negative reasons. Like, yeah. I don't think And again, back to the question, I don't think they're awkward. Me neither. Either one of them. Uh, I think Even Kobe. I don't you don't think, think those Kobe personality was. traits that Hannah read off are, are accurate? Uh, the passive aggressiveness. I, I mean, Kevin Durant on social media having yeah. a burner account. Kevin, yeah, that was awkward. Yeah, but why? But, why is he saying is this due to their shortened college experience? I'm sorry, but I, well, I think that. it's just not a, having that social skills. No, I just, are, are you James Brady? Is that your burner? I, I feel like it's a legit question. No, I think it's a really bad question. I think it is an interesting question. It's interesting, but I, I, James, I guess my thing is I don't, I don't know that they're necessarily that awkward. I think like, you know, awkward is a subjective thing, right? Like, and some I people think love by it, some now too, they're so far removed. I mean, they're in their 30s, isn't it? I don't know if KD is yet, but. You're getting farther removed from high school where they have had time to mature. Yeah, yeah. Th- and thank goodness it wasn't around. Is it media. when you're that level of superstar, you're bound to be considered just a little bit awkward or out there regardless? I don't just know. because oh, of your Joel, status? Is Joel Embiid awkward? No, he's funny. I feel like unless you have a personal conversation what? with each of these ath- athletes, you cannot call them awkward because you only see them in like weird situations where they have to you answer questions they don't want to answer. Is Brady. Like, he puts out that Tom weird, Brady. like, cartoon newspaper thing. He's a little awkward. Uh, You're trying to get me to go get that right now. <laughs> <Yeah>. <laughs> All right. Uh, Dowda26. I always say this guy's name wrong. I'm so sorry. So, Danny, if you were a commissioner of the NFL for the day, what would you change? 
Hmm. And Bell, not Raja, but Bell, if you were commissioner of the NBA, what would you change? Oh, go ahead, buddy. Uh, I think they're trying to do some of these things, right? I think the catch rule, I think you'd make that simple. Like, that's the serious answer. Um, I don't think it's an easy job, although I would love to do it. You just wield your power and be like, hey, I don't like that guy. I'm going to suspend him for four games yeah. or whatever it is. I hear that. I think the NFL's in a pretty good spot as far as the rules of the game. Would you throw people out for heckling? <laughs> no, I would not. I would encourage more heckling. <laughs> I think that any technical foul assessed or ejection given should warrant said referee and the player that was ejected or given the technical foul should warrant a sit down and after the game and a full debrief slash explanation of what went down and why it transpired um, so that they could find some common ground right after the game and get to the bottom of that. Um and not and not play it out through the media and stuff like that. I think if you want to further the discussion between refs and players and get them on the same page, while that's fresh, while it just happened, instead of escorting the refs out with armed security and getting them out of the building as fast as they can and not let everybody access to them, like let them talk it out, let them figure it out. You could still they don't have to rescind the tech, but let them let them talk it out on the spot. Maybe you'll get some dialogue and you'll get a different. A, a different uh, reaction from both parties. So you just put me onto something. If I'm the NFL commissioner for, for a day, the first thing I'm going to do is try to repair the relationship between the players and me if I'm the commissioner because yep. it is broken and mm-hmm. the players hate Roger Goodell. I would want to try to have a partnership as opposed to this contentious yep. relationship. All right, from Jared Wirtz, he says, what are the two best shows you watched or are watching and why are Game of Thrones and Power those best two shows? People Whoa. listen here. Power is pretty solid. Is that what we, did we say like power? Power, power is yeah. really dope. We didn't say power before. That's what I is thought. Is it back? When is it I don't, back? I don't think it's back yet. Right now, what, what, what I'm back on is Homeland. Homeland's back. Oh, that's um, still? Yeah, Carrie Matheson is back. She's in country. Um, Saul is <laughs> out of prison. Just FYI, spoiler alert. I don't know anything. Uh, How's Brody doing? Brody. (laughs) Yeah, Brody is RIP, brother. Um, (laughs) what's my second favorite? I don't know. I want to be, I want to be forthcoming here. Um, you know what I really like? Blacklist. I, I, I watched the first three seasons of Blacklist. Yeah, like and I was like kind of over it. I'm like, it's the same it's thing all the time. Exactly. Know, but they're, but they're like easy watching. I like it. Everybody wants to know. Yeah. Including me. Are you still watching Frankenstein Chronicles? <laughs> no, I love, I, I, it got really transparent at the end. I was like, oh my god, he's gonna be Frankenstein. Like, that's what's gonna happen here. So, like, I finished season one, in all fairness, full disclosure. Um, but, and then, and then I was like, yeah, I'm out. I'm We're out. gonna have to put a spoiler alert I'm at the top to, of this uh, show. I'm on to Crashing, the HBO show about comedians. It's I just started solid. that. It's pretty Is funny. It? Yeah, it's a pretty good one. I'm all, and I'm traveling, cause we're all like, headed our separate ways, mm-hmm. taking some time off. I'm actually trying to find something new stuff to watch. So Frankenstein Chronicles, that'll be on there. Plug it in. All right. uh, That's a wrap for us. Again, we will be back next week. No show Friday or Monday of next week. We're back Wednesday following uh, the weekend. Hope everybody has a great weekend. Hope you enjoyed the show. Hope they gave you some extra stuff to listen to. And uh, make sure you go check us out at Canel and Bell on Twitter, at Canel and Bell on Instagram. And as always, Go subscribe, download on iTunes, Apple Podcasts. Leave us that five-star review and uh, check us out. Thanks for listening. See you.